Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I'm Lyle. And I am Eli. And today we're talking Ruby. I feel like we go into more of a... We lead into that more, usually. Yeah. Now, rubies are a gemstone that are uh, actually... Uh, they're, they're comprised of basically aluminum. Fascinating. I think that's correct. Unfortunately, well, that is fascinating. Unfortunately, that is not the ru the ruby we are talking about today. The geologist I work with is about to kill me. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about that ruby. Yeah, we're talking about ruby. The one with ruby rose. Not Batman ruby rose. <laughs> or Batwoman, whatever it is. We're talking about ruby. R-W-B-Y. As I called it for like two years, that 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 was wrong. It's pronounced Ruby, even though it's spelled R W B Y, because you see, it is a, an initialism of the main character. Wait, how did you names. pronounce it again? Huh? How did you used to pronounce it again? R W B Y. Oh, you actually spelled it. I out. I spelled it out. Yeah. <laughs> I was not a smart person. Okay. Anyway, so Ruby is a fantasy web series anime that is currently ongoing, and it is one of my favorite shows of all time. My fact checker has come back with true. All right, good. I mean, before Symphogear, this was this was my shit. This was the thing that I was obsessed with. And now I am obsessed with Symphogear and Ruby in equal measure. Anyway, so. Why, why am I talking about Ruby right now? I don't know. Because we ran out of better things to talk about. Well, that. We were actually going to talk about something else this week. But then a very big news dropped for Ruby fans. A, oh yeah, I remember you sent that. To yeah, me. a very big studio was announced to be working on a Ruby anime, and it was coming out this year. And I decided, you know what? I'm gonna scrap the plans we have for this week, and I'm gonna talk about that. And the and the big the big thing that came out announced is Shaft is making a spinoff. An anime spinoff of Ruby called Ice Queendom. I should probably explain. Because why I'm so hyped about this. <laughs> so. Let's start with a history lesson. A long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. On a planet called Texas. There was. A group of. Group of guys who got together. And made. A machinima series called Red vs. Blue. By filming... It be noted that they were attempting to create a Justin Timberlake fan site. They failed miserably. <laughs> that actually, for the longest time on Rooster Teeth's website, that was like, if you looked at their company history, they official, their, their official company history said that we were trying to create a Justin Timberlake fan site. <laughs> and then this just sort of happened. 
I doubt that, but at the same time, I'm not like a hundred. I mean, yeah, they were absolutely taking the. Yeah, piss. I know. All right, so red versus blue is pretty popular, you know, and the company that made it, Rooster Teeth, pretty popular, I'd say. I mean, they they only have their own yearly convention. I mean, that's that's not like a huge deal, right? It's just a yearly convention, and millions I mean, of worldwide fair, fans. Lots of people have conventions. It's true. Lots of people have conventions. Uh, but anyway, so they so they made se- several seasons of Red vs. Blue. They made, uh, I think, seven before a very important character enters the picture. So I, I don't know when Red vs. Blue started airing. Um, uh, wasn't it 2003? I was going to say 2002, but yeah, that sounds about right. A long time ago. A long time ago. So, in 2010, they released Season 8 and have... And as part of Season 8, they have their first pre-rendered animations. Like, custom pre-rendered animations in the show. Uh, And for context, everything else in the show is literally just them filming the characters doing things that you can do in the game Halo. And so this was not that. This was, like I said, pre-rendered animation layered on top of the maps and such. And just it's a, it's a whole, whole, a whole thing. And the person that brought this to life was a man called Monty Ohm. Best known prior to working on Red vs. Blue for uh, two things. Haloid in 2007 and Dead Fantasy from 2007 to 2011-ish. Where those were basically just mashing together action figures in giant battles. Like Haloid was Metroid and Halo. So Samus and Master Chief fighting each other. That wasn't Master Chief. It was a different, it was a different part. Sorry. I (laughs) I don't care. They've got green armor, right? It's Master Chief. Yeah. <laughs> that is the extent of my knowledge of Halo. Green armor equals Master Chief. Anyways, and then Dead Fantasy is dead or alive characters fighting Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts characters. So, you Isn't know, dead or alive that beach volleyball game? Rela- it's a fighting game that the beach volleyball game is based on. Gonna be honest, haven't played either of them. Neither have I. <laughs> I've heard good things. I know it's on Xbox. Yeah. Anyway, so these two th- series were best known for their hype fighting animations, which is kind of what Monty was best known for. <laughs> so, season eight of Red vs. Blue, he comes in, he provides a bunch of really cool fight scenes, and then season nine and ten, like half of each season was just kind of Monty going off and doing a storyline in full pre-rendered 3D animation. And it was freaking awesome. And so, during this period, during this period, he had ideas. You know, every creator has ideas, uh, some project they want to work on, and so on and so forth. Uh, I believe the start of this was 
Monty coming up to one of the other one of his coworkers and saying red, white, yellow, red, white, black, yellow, to which his coworker said, "Yes, Monty, those are four colors." <laughs> Stole the joke right out of my mouth. Uh, and there was and there's also there was also a world map created based on a believe a ketchup stain at McDonald's or possibly Burger King I don't remember it's slightly apocryphal to be honest it's it's a it's a world map based on a stain on a napkin somewhere but, but regardless Monty works on red versus blue and then after the credits of season 10 of red versus blue we get the red trailer. The first trailer uh, actually... for... Sorry? No, no, you, you keep going. Okay. The first trailer for the show Ruby. Which... Yeah, I... <laughs> Sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, 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 please, go ahead. I was gonna say, I, I actually remember that. I was like, oh, hey, that looks... uh, That looks, you know, really cool. Really like, you know, uh, Monty's thing, you know, outside of Red vs. Blue. I was vaguely... Had my interest peak. Yeah. Basically, the Red Trailer is just one of the main characters, at the time known as Red, who was... It was just... It was it was called back to the Halo... Haloid and Dead Fantasy stuff that Monty worked on, where it was just basically an awesome fight scene, where this girl with a sniper rifle scythe kills a bunch of demon wolves in a field somewhere. It was really cool. Everybody is hyped for it. And then we got and then over the next few months we got the the next three trailers, the white, black, and yellow trailers. I didn't watch really I, I watched I think white and black. I don't think I watched yellow. That's fair. Uh really I thought red was the most impressive one of them. And like I was interested. I wasn't interested enough to actually figure out what the heck it was advertising for. That's fair. That's fair. So, uh, they got the trailers, and then Ruby Volume 1 airs July, from July to November of 2013. And we get our first taste of Ruby. A, like I said, a fantasy anime uh, Featuring awesome fights and God, how do the <laughs> I keep blanking out? I'm trying to remember what happened in the first season, but Volume One is basically I don't remember what happened in the first season. <laughs> I, I I remember what happened intimately. I actually just finished a rewatch. They all went eight to a volumes. forest for chess pieces. So basically, the series starts with our main character Ruby formerly known as Red, stopping a robbery of a uh, dust shop, which is basically magic crystals. And then it only escalates from there as she gets to go to magic school, basically. And everybody's got these crazy badass weapons. She's got the aforementioned sniper rifle scythe. Uh, and... She is the, and then she ends up being the leader of the team Ruby. Uh, 
which is comprised of the four characters from each of the trailers. Ruby Rose, Weishni, uh, Blake Belladonna, and Yang Zhaolong. And Yang is actually Ruby's sister, but we didn't know that until Volume 1 came out. So there was, uh, let's just say there was some weird shipping stuff going on there. You act like that stop. Yeah, I didn't want to mention it because it's weird. <laughs> In any case, so Volume 1 comes out. I mean, for, for the time, Volume 1 is freaking awesome. Like, compared to both 3D CG anime today and also Ruby today, it's very, it's very lacking uh, animation-wise. Like, it's still got the Monty touch of all the awesome fights, but everything around it is a little... Let's just say the the running animation isn't amazing in Volume 1. Super janky, yeah. <laughs> yeah, super janky. Uh, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so Volume 1 came out mo in, like, five-minute episodes over the course of the July to November. So it's it's only like an hour long if you watch it all at once. So it's it's relatively short all things considered. Um so then a year later, next July 2014, we get volume 2, which is more ruby. <laughs> That's really the best I can summarize it cuz it's it starts off with a giant food fight that shows off everybody's awesome combat fighting abilities. I also remember that. Yeah. And then a lot of shenanigans happen over the course of the season. And then There's a fight with a giant robot on a highway. Yes. They knocked they had to knock it off the highway because of all the cars. And so then at the then volume two ended. And it's like, yay. It's the inter interesting thing here, for me at least, is that I was kind of just a casual fan of Ruby at this point. Like, I was watching it on Crunchyroll instead of the Rooster Teeth website. Because <laughs> Crunchyroll was airing it. And I, don't, I, I, I feel like I need to explain why that was such a big deal at the time. Mainly because... One of the biggest, ins like, not insults, but, like, digs against Ruby that a lot of people had at the time was that it was, quote, not anime. Like, it looks like anime. It walks like anime. It quacks like anime. But it's not anime, because it was made in America. And, uh, we'll come back to that. <laughs> This was so ingrained that if you mentioned Ruby on an anime website, the only thing you would be told is, Ruby's not an anime. Go away. <laughs> Anyways. So, around about uh, late January uh, 2015, I get really, I started getting really into Ruby. Mainly because I started interacting with the fanfiction community. And I started reading fanfiction, fan and, uh, well, 
I would say the fan fiction community back then was uh, starved for content, but it really wasn't. That was some. That was some of the most imaginative pieces of fan fiction I had seen out there at the time. But we can't talk about Ruby and the history of Ruby without also mentioning something that something very important that happened on the first of February, twenty fifteen, and that is the death of Montiel. A loss to us all. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm pretty sure I snark 90% of my time on this show. I'm not being conceited at all. I was devastated when I found out that Monty had died. Like, it was horrible. Mostly, partially because I had just gotten back into the fandom, like, a week ago prior to that happening. And it was it was tragic. I, I was not in to the Ruby. Oh, I was never in the Ruby fandom. But I was I just knew him from Ruby when I was kinda of saying and also the episode of what was it what was the Rooster News show called? Uh but Well they had they had a news show they like code gaming news and I just like clicked on the latest episode and it opens with, you know, I don't remember her name crying and you know, explaining how Monty died. I'm like, oh that's so sad. And then there's the mood whiplash because everything else is pre-recorded in that. And then it just cuts to two people holding a puppy. <laughs> and that was that was some of the worst mood whiplash I'd experienced at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so Poor Monty. Uh, yeah. Like duh. I, I really it's hard to explain the mood in the community and even my own mood. Because it was really, really devastating that this fairly young guy, like, he was barely over 30, I think, um, just died very suddenly of a, an allergic reaction to, I think, an anesthetic. Yeah, it was a relatively routine surgery. Yes. And he had an allergic reaction to the, to the anesthetic. I, I'm trying to remember something that happened seven years ago that I... Yeah. But... <sighs> Basically, it was it was tragic, and every, and we have been forever... The world has been forever lesser because of it. Now, some other series may, when their creator died, may cease production, never bother to finish the story because how can you go on without creator but pretty much everyone around who was friends with monty and who worked on ruby said monty would not want us to stop making this show so we are going to make it we're going to finish this show and we are going to make it the best thing that we could possibly make and i would say that they have held to that they've held to that to this day there's been some bumpy roads along the way but I would say they have held to their commitments to honoring Monty by making his show one of the best shows they can uh, so um, yeah volume 3 comes out in October of 2015 
it would have come out in July probably, but for obvious reasons they didn't do that. Ah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, volume three, and then and volume three is really interesting because it's tournament arc. It, yeah, it's 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 the tournament arc for the show. Uh, but it's also the point where the story gets a whole lot darker, and like people die, like stuff gets cut off, maimed, violently murdered. It's uh, it's a dark season, <laughs> and it's been all and it's been all along. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, did. You... Was that a fucking gallivant? Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to lighten the mood. I'm trying to lighten the mood, and I'm failing horribly. Uh, so one of the most significant things about Volume Three is that it was it was st mostly a lot of the work had been done on it already by Monsi before he had passed away. So. The rest of the crew pretty much just had to build off the bones of what he had left them. Um, and so at, at after Volume 3, so Volume three, 1 to 3 are animated in Poser, which is a not great animation software, but it's what Monty learned, so everybody just kind of used that. But Volume 4 is the point where the team shifts over to using Maya instead. And it's also the first volume without any animations by Monty. So I've, I've mentioned Monty a whole bunch. I should probably mention some of the other people who were involved in creating the show. The main two would be Miles Luna and Carrie Shawcross. So Miles and Carrie are both uh, writers for the show. And Carrie's actually gone on and been the director for some of the more recent volumes, I believe. And they also voice act characters in the show. <laughs> um, although only Miles voices like a main character. Oh, and I should probably mention Shane Newville. Newville? Whatever. Does Not super important, but he's not really that important in the grand scheme of things. He was just an animator who worked with Monty from the time that he was working on Red vs. Blue up through Ruby. But after Volume 3 came out, like once it had done been finished airing, uh, the Shane letter came out, was released by Shane Newville, alleging a lot of unfounded rumors and questionable things. Basically, he... <sighs> He accused the leadership of Rooster Teeth of perverting Monty's vision or whatever and taking it away from the people who actually cared about the show. Despite the fact that both Miles and Carrie were friends with Monty uh, and helped him develop the world and the characters and all that. Uh, in hindsight, the Shane letter kind of reads like he wanted to be the new Monty and nobody else wanted him to be that. He he wanted to be the auteur who carried on Monty's vision, but he wasn't Monty. 
Like he was, he didn't have the same personality, and so on and so forth. And so he just wasn't. Anyway, so he ended up leaving the team and published this letter, which actually got one of the other major characters, voice actors, blacklisted by the company. That the Shane letter was a shit show. If I'm being perfectly honest. And I, I know I can say it was a shit show because I was there in the trenches as it happened. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> yeah, lucky you. <laughs> uh, I, I heard vaguely something about there being drama in Rooster Teeth with Shane. I'm basically went, oh, that's all Ruby's. Okay, I get to continue on not caring. <laughs> lucky you. Yeah, there was there was a lot of discussions and like, oh, do we take the Shane letter seriously? And like, so on and just a whole lot of discussion about all this stuff ultimately though ruby continued on and shane doesn't work for rooster teeth anymore so now for the next two volumes another an important character is going a important character i say character an important person to know is gray g haddock who became head of animation at rooster teeth and he was also the voice actor for Torchwick in the show, who, a minor villain who appeared th- from... Yeah, that guy. Yeah. He was funny. Yeah. He appeared throughout volumes one, two, and three. Uh, he, he doesn't appear in the rest of the show, though. But, so he became, Haddock became head of animation and was just kind of in charge of everybody. Even though he wasn't really qualified for it... Rooster Teeth's hiring and promotion structure is not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> so anyways, Volume 4 and 5, uh, Volume 4, 2016, and Volume 5, 2017, follow the party members after the hor- the dark events of Season 3, and as they go on an adventure to go, s- go to the next uh, place. I'm trying, I'm being very vague so as to avoid spoilers, just because I want people to be able to enjoy the show on its, on itself, not because I'm like, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. In any case, so, Volume 4 and 5 are noted as being not amazing. I think, like, I I enjoy them. They're fine. They work a lot better on if you watch them straight through rather than each segment, each episode one at a time over the course of three months, which admittedly was how we watched originally. And the pacing wasn't great in that case, but watched all at once. The pacing is actually pretty fine. Either case, um... There was also some drama behind the scenes, and some stuff didn't get done. And then, after Volume 5, we actually find out that Grey Haddock had been abusing his position as head of animation. And so, like, he was working on Ruby Volume 5, and then he just kind of jumped ship to go work on his own project. Uh... It's called Genlock, Genlock, whatever. Oh yeah, that thing. Yeah, pretty good first season. No second season, unfortunately. 
don't they may say there's a second season there's no second season all right anyways um and he also killed another show just outright so they could, he could take take their funds and uh uh i think to some degree he was kind of treating the animation department of rooster teeth like uh like like a japanese animation studio lots of crunch time burnout lots of uh lots of not not good times anyway so haddock got the boot in 2018 well he stepped down and then he was and then he left the company in 2019 he got the boot in 2018 which was perfect because just in time for volume 6 which is i would say one of the best volumes of ruby of all time we get this awesome sequence that i can't spoil cuz i don't want to spoil it <laughs> it's really really good that the one with the nuts yes i'm going to say yes okay that's that's the season with the nuts in it yes <laughs> um i i i that sounds like a joke no uh that's that's the well, there's a few other things that I remember that are spoilers, but the number one thing I remember from that season is a person having difficulty bringing, I think it was cashews. Yes, cashews. Through airport security. Yep. Because fucking, fucking fantasy Australia is that good. Australia is notorious for their extremely strict policies on bringing food into gotcha okay for those of you who did not get the joke gotcha i was about to say like well no about fantasy australia is the other one they were trying to get into fantasy russia <laughs> or fantasy america it's cold it's cold up there anyways so some some really good stuff in volume six and then we get and volume six is pretty much just spent with the characters trying to get to the next area after completing the quest in the last area. And as you might expect, that's significantly more complicated than it seems. They had to XP grind to get past the XP get you had to be like level fifty. They were only level forty nine. Man. Yeah, those that's some rough stuff. Anyways. So volume seven and eight is again some of the best work they've done so far and especially volume eight it's freaking awesome stuff uh they get to the new place and new character designs and so on and so forth and uh, i like i said stuff happens stuff happens a lot of stuff happens uh things end better like bad stuff happens to on the level of volume three, but uh, it's a relatively happy ending compared to that. Uh, and uh, I can't spoil the ending, even though it's uh, leads directly into volume nine, which is not out yet, unfortunately. All right, how about is, this? Me, someone who has not seen uh, Volume 7 or 8, will attempt to explain the plot of Volume 7 and 8. Okay, go ahead. 
Okay, so, uh, after managing to get through airport security, they arrive in Alaska, which has been taken over by a military general because the moon is a liberal myth and is causing werewolves to invade from Armenia. And then everything explodes. Also, there's a robot. Except for so the werewolves. Like <laughs> I was about 10% correct. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> except for the werewolves from Armenia part, you were pretty much 100% on. You were pretty much dead on. <laughs> I, I'm going entirely based on what people are saying. Like, hey, this happened in Ruby. This is terrible. Or people are like, hey, this happened in Ruby. This is awesome. And me saying, I don't care. I have not watched it. And I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good. good. You, were, you were pretty close. Every, like I said, everything but the werewolves from Armenia part was dead on. Uh, and so Volume 9 is, I believe, planned to be a... Uh, it takes place in Rainbow Road from Mario Kart. Pretty much. Or it takes place in the place underneath Rainbow Road. Yeah, I... Uh, Where is that? I don't know. <laughs> you take a right at Poland and then go straight up. But, uh, yeah, I... I basically, I think... I think I might have said, hey, I've never watched Ruby. Should I? And you said, should you? And you're like, all right, let's do this. And then we watched all first six, not six seasons, because they, they're they not seasons, they're volumes. Uh, all six volumes that were out at the time. And I was like, all right. Uh, that all just happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some uh, of it was good, some of it was bad. Um. Nothing really to say that it's a lot of people. You know this. You complain about this constantly. Yeah. Ruby is a show that people love to hate on. Oh, yeah. Big time. I, I mentioned the the uh, Ruby's not an anime crowd earlier. Uh, that, that was the beginning of it all. <laughs> but. As someone who has zero skin in the game. It's not great. But please stop acting like it's utter dog shit. <laughs> like, it's fine. Like, it's acceptable. I can see why people would enjoy watching this. I don't particularly, but it's not like it's something where I'm like, oh, like, how can you stand to watch this? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I, I really like the show. I really, really enjoy it. But obviously, it's not Eli's thing. So he doesn't watch it. <laughs> You know, like a normal person. Which brings after us... Six, after six seasons, there's nothing glaringly obviously wrong to it to where I would say, like, you have to, like... Or I would say, like, critically, like, oh, like, this is terrible. You shouldn't watch this. But it also just doesn't grab you. Like, it does... No. Like, it, it grabs me, it just doesn't grab you. Which is fair. And that's totally... That's fine. And you are allowed to do that. So, let's talk about the hate, um, because, like you said, I complain about about this to you all the time. 
It's basically all the time. All the time. Constantly. Well, not constantly. It's maybe once every few months. Only if something big happens. Or if someone pisses me off. Which is which actually happens quite a lot, quite often. Anyways. So I kinda stopped participating in the Ruby community after volume five came out, I think. Like, I hung around but I wasn't participating anymore, like, to the level that I had during Volumes 3, uh, and so on. I went from a minor, noteworthy person on the Ruby subreddit to someone no one's ever heard of. Which is how subreddits work, but... I was cultivating a personality there. And it was all gone. And what else was gone was, uh, good faith criticism. <laughs> Very, very basically, uh, there is a certain amount of people who don't like Ruby and have made it their mission to tell everyone else how much they don't like Ruby. And in order to prove that they do not like Ruby at all, they insist that they must, must watch every single episode as it comes out so that they can make fun of it. Do you see the uh, the issue here? <laughs> Do you see the simplest solution here? That is an honest question. That is not rhetorical. <laughs> yeah, no, I just don't watch it. Just, just don't watch it. <laughs> if you unless you unless you are a reviewer and thus you know ostensibly have an obligation to watch things even if you don't like them to tell people like what's critically wrong with them. Just don't watch them if you don't like it. Yeah. That that is that is the gist of it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. I mean we're it's not that we're I don't I don't, I don't want to say that we're not like reviewers on this, because that's literally what we do here, but I mean even we but like, oh you know what, just there are certain things that we you and I we know that they're not for us. And so we just don't review them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, there are some things that I utterly despise. But uh, looking at you, Nagatoro. Um, <laughs> but you know what? It has a season two coming out, and I'm not going to watch it. I've said my piece. Yeah. And thus, I don't need to keep watching it. I mean, like you said, we there are shows that we hate, 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 and that we will launch into a tirade of how much we hate it but even then like i don't go around thinking about how much i hate uh whatever the fuck that one uh mobile game tie-in anime the music one from like a season or two ago back top destiny y yeah that one yeah i don't think <laughs> that's how little i think about it i don't even remember the name <laughs> yeah i actually only remember because i was looking through our chat history uh, a couple days ago, and I saw you mention it offhand to me. Yeah. You were so young then, so full of hope. It was like a few months ago. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I may hate that, and I, I said what I had to say about it at the time. But, like, if it got a season two, I'm just, I'm not gonna watch season two. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I didn't like season one. I didn't like the 
what what it showed me then. I'm not gonna watch a, a season two. I, I feel we're getting slightly off track. So the last thing right. I say on this, and then you can get back to right. talking about your Ruby thing. Right, right, right. Is uh, it, it's it's the amount of effort you go into reviewing it once like a couple seasons yeah fine sure that's 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 a review that's you giving your honest opinion every single season they're on like what nine now or wait no you said they finished eight and yeah. they're doing nine yes in the future yes uh at at that point you <laughs> at, at that point you should you should just write it off yeah but you don't understand ruby is a experience Whatever the fuck that means. Uh, just my the point of all this is that look the time I got an intestinal infection is an experience, but don't bring it up in general conversation. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good point. Aside from aside from just now, but I used it more as a uh, as an metaphorical device. Yes, I get it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my point. My point to this whole thing is the haters can suck it and if you don't like the show just don't watch it and the i mean just the fact that of all the places that i have seen like discussion of ruby i i can i have a pretty solid list of all the places that are have a overwhelming amount of negativity in them so that includes Reddit, Twitter, uh, probably TikTok, YouTube, YouTube definitely. So many fucking YouTube videos of. I just remember. Uh, I don't even. I I watched one video, that was tangentially related to Ruby, and for three months my feed was spam, by the algorithm, <laughs> with critiques of Ruby. Oh my god. Uh yeah. So YouTube. Uh. And like one part of Tumblr. The good news is the other part of Tumblr is positive. <laughs> oh right, and also TV tropes. And they're both the horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Tumblr. It's all horny. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. But yeah. Um, and then the last part I would say of talking about the hate dumb is a video. Made by a certain, uh, bomb guy. Oh, H letter H. H. H bomber I'm guy. I'm trying yeah. not to say the name because I don't want to summon his fans. I haven't watched his Ruby critique just because I don't want to listen to. The, like I said, it's I don't want to listen to someone long. else bang on for like two hours, two yeah. and a half hours. I think the video. Yeah, is it's really about really why long. Ruby's bad. Yeah, it's it's really really long, and his thesis and his conclusion is Ruby bad. But <laughs> I do like his videos on uh he has two of them on Fallout. Yeah, uh, I believe that is I don't those... I don't agree with all of his conclusions and points, but uh they, they are generally uh decent videos. That's fair. That's fair. I can understand that. But just as a Fallout fan. <laughs> as just the fact that he made that the Ruby video basically cause his followers said, Hey, make a video making fun of Ruby. And he's like, oh, I don't wanna fine and so he made a thing that was basically just uh 
two and a half, three hours of him complaining about the first three volumes of the show and how much they suck. Wait, wait, wait. Did, so two, two and a half hours. I, I know it is like two and a half yeah. hours. It's really, really long. Is that about like equal to the runtime of at least the first two volumes, if not almost all three? That's about the runtime of the first two volumes, yeah. This is like when I see like people posting three hour four hour long movie reviews like at the, it's longer than the movie itself at that point yeah <laughs> yeah that that's kind of the problem because that because he kind of goes on and on and the the bomb h bomb dude critiques just kind of amount to oh monty was a god and miles and carrie bad and that is actually kind of the level of the critique in a lot of the Ruby Hatem. Is Monty good, Miles and Carrie bad? And God. Look, if you didn't like a thing that happened in the show, just say I didn't like a thing that happened in the show. Don't be like, they it was character assassination. But you know what? I've been talking about Hatem. Yeah, too just, long. I was gonna say we should before you end up spending way more time than necessary. I could be here should, for another hour should, talking about how much I hate the hate them and how much toxicity they have injected into this fandom and how much I despise them for that. The I, fact I have been that listening to you default, complain about this for 10 minutes. The, def the fact that the default opinion on Ruby, whenever I wear like a Ruby shirt to my local game shop or whatever or just like mention ruby is oh yeah isn't that that really bad show is it pisses me off <sighs> anyway so <laughs> <sighs> so anyway so yeah volume nine is coming out sometime this year probably they're uh we, we recently passed the uh one year hiatus mark yeah, Since, shit, wasn't it supposed to come out, like, last year, but then, like... Yeah, uh, pandemic the, stuff happened. Yeah. And so they've been doing a much more relaxed schedule, uh, work schedule, and try desperately trying not to crunch or anything, and just trying to make it without killing their animators. And, uh... That's always a good idea. Yeah. Very good idea. But animators are kind of expensive. You never know when you might need to have a few extra on hand. So this is very true. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we we recently hit the one year hiatus mark, which is uh, if you've never been part of a Ruby hiatus, you're missing out. <laughs> it is dumb as hell. I mean, there was the uh, putting Ruby characters Ruby characters faces on pieces of fruit. That was a thing during this hiatus. There was the Yours, I think. I don't know what that was. That was like two hi two hiatuses ago. Uh, I remember like way back in the day during I think the volume two to volume three hiatus that I was part of. There was a theory going around, or maybe it was during volume four, whatever. There was a theory going around that uh two char three characters, sorry, were somehow connected because they had the same necklace, even though it was probably just a default prop model. <laughs> uh, I, miss... I feel like we're forgetting something. 
Wait a minute. Was it? The, didn't we open with we were talking about the like uh, Shaft anime? Oh yeah, like, yeah. And dreamed all of this. It, that was like an hour ago. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's kind of okay. Let's 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 circle back around to that. I was gonna spend more time talking about all the other stuff. That spun off from Ruby, like uh, Combat Ready, the board game, Chibi, which is the parody series. Lyle, uh, I Fairy officially award three three I... manga adaptations, two video games, plus the Blast Blue cross tag battle thing. I officially award you with the award for longest anime stroganoff tangent. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was kind of intended to start talking about Ice Queen them and then talk about yes. ruby in general and then come back and talk about why and like we buried the lead so quickly <laughs> i brought it up and then i buried it immediately i was thinking like wasn't like what does this have to do with okay so long story short ruby is a show that has a long and storied history um and so all of how none of that was even the lore. <laughs> that was all production side of things. Oh, I could I could talk about the lore. I could talk about the lore. I could do like three whole episodes on just the lore of Ruby. But we'll we'll save that for another time when I don't have a good idea. So Ice Ruby Ice Queendom. It is an anime. It is actually an anime. Like definitively an anime. Like it's Ruby is an anime as well, just because it is an anime. Because it does anime stuff, and it is an anime, and it is animated. But <laughs> Ice Queendom is an anime anime because it's made in Japan, except for you know the parts that are uh, farmed out to like Korean animation studios or whatever. You know those don't count. <laughs> it's it's if it's made in Japan, it's an anime, and Ice Queendom is made in Japan, so it's an anime, which means for the first time <laughs> in like a decade. R slash anime had to to lift their ban on talking about Ruby. And ultimately Glorious. that was the point of this episode. <laughs> was to mention that. <laughs> yeah, isn't did you say the character design is weird? Uh yeah, yeah there, there's some weird character design, like uh It's it's by Studio Shaft, yeah, so it's, it's gonna be weird. Yeah, it's Shaft. Um <laughs> they got the whatchamacallit? The guy who did Black Rock Shooter to do the character designs. Uh, Ginnerabuchi is doing uh like yeah that's background like he's not writing writing and he's not doing any directing he's just kind of like series overseer yeah, like I, he set up the storyline I guess I'd imagine that he he should be busy with Madoka Magica uh the fourth movie there I hope so um, <laughs> come on what are it's you doing Gin fucking nine years. Uh, anyways, so, uh, yeah, a lot of good, a lot of cool stuff there. The character designs I did mention to you that they are a little, eh, like, in the show proper. Did you say that Ruby looks like a skater? Ruby wears a like snowboarding a, like a skateboarder. outfit. She looks a like snowboarder. a snowboarder. It's literally, she looks like a snowboarder. She's wearing, like, a hoodie and, uh, layers, and she has a snowboard. Uh, see, Weiss looks like Esther. Is it also a gun? I, I believe, yes, the snowboard is also a gun. Um, Let's see, and then Weiss looks like Esdeath from, uh, uh, fuck, what's it called? Com- a Kamega Kill. Really, if you don't know who Esdeath is, 
You're... I don't. <laughs> well, good because <laughs> you pro- watched like what nine episodes of a comic of kill. She, goes, she is introduced to like episode six. Again, I still don't know who you're talking about. The big ice lady with the coat and the hat wears all white. Drawing a blank. Okay, whatever. Uh, I think I remember that they shot a guy in a comic of kill. That's the last thing I remember. Whatever. Uh, anyways, so in. And then let's see. See, so yeah, Weiss looks like Esteth. And then Blake is weird. Cause she looks like anime cat girl. And her outfit is really, really confusing. And I don't understand it. <laughs> um, and also, she has a tail. She doesn't. She doesn't have did, a tail. Did she not? Did she not? She have does a not tail? have a tail. I don't know where the tail came from. Honestly, I was not paying attention. But okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she... that one dude, the monkey guy, he has a tail. Yeah, yeah, but Blake. I guess don't. I just sort of assumed that Blake had a tail. Nope, nope, t- no tail. Uh, and then Yang looks like Yang. Blonde. Blonde and with uh, brown tones primarily for the outfit, with a hint of purple and yellow throughout. Blonde attended the Habiki School of Combat Training. (laughs) Well, I think she attended the abridged Hibiki School. Full Hibiki School involves uh, talking down your enemies. Abridged Hibiki School is literally just punching. Punching and explosions. (laughs) Um... Yeah. So Ice Queen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I think I said already. Yeah, it's a spinoff of the show. It re- it's gonna recap. It's gonna retell. Volume one and two, and then kind of go off and do its own thing. I think. It's kind of weird. I, I have no idea what this is supposed to be, but it's gonna be interesting. And I can finally laugh and say. Suck it, anime nerds. Ruby's an anime. Which, incidentally, like, when I said about the... Our anime lifting the ban, that that was... That's real. Like, for years, they had a they had a thing where if you mentioned Ruby, you just straight up... Like, they deleted your comment or post or whatever. And they would say, like, oh, no, you can't talk about Ruby because it's not an anime. And... And now this is here... And it's it's on my anime list, <laughs> and it's only a matter of time until <clears throat> until the uh the series proper gets on my anime list. To be honest, I uh, doubt that. My like my anime list is an excellent tool, but it uh if 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 you if you look closely, you can you can see the Ruby thing. Yeah, yeah, but. Ruby fans, we've been spending so much time just infiltrating our way into Weeb fandom. Eventually, Weebs will be Ruby fans, just by default. And everybody will be asking, hey, why isn't Ruby on my anime list? That's a good question. We should put it on there. <sighs> Anyways, so. <sighs> cool. I am exhausted. I have... Like there's there's more stuff I could talk about, like some of the spin-off stuff, like the mangas or the Justice League crossover comic. <clears throat> uh could talk about how it has a dub in Japan and it's actually pretty popular. 
Uh, video games. I am fading. Do the outro for me. Well, uh, until next time, I have an Eli. And you, and, and the person currently dying across the city has been Lyle. And uh, this has been Anime Stroganoff.